0: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, fantastic work today. Um, it's not the usual, usual Tuesday trio. We're joined by Brian, it's myself Declan Cornwall. joined by Lawrence Conley and Patrick McGilp. The sun is shining. Um, the international break is nearly over, gents. This one feels a bit strange because Scotland didn't have that playoff semi final um, and what we hoped would potentially be final. But here we are, we're nearly at the end of this international break and we have a huge game. On Sunday, so um, we'll be talking about that. We're already getting linked to players. I think it's the usual Celtic thing. Um, we're even not out a match yet, and we're already getting linked to players for the summer. And we'll chat a wee bit briefly on international duty and some players. I'm spotting my Japan top. Um, Rio Hitati. started for Japan this afternoon against Vietnam. They were getting beat the last time I checked. Um, hopefully, Rio comes back unscathed and fully fit but we'll get right into it um, Brian since you have the Tuesday show um, we'll, come, we'll go right into it here Sunday it's absolutely massive it's first against second there's three points splits to two teams I've got a rather large goal difference um, in terms of this game do you think Ange Postacoglu faces any potential line-up dilemmas?
4: Possibly I suspect we it may the Any international injuries may dictate changes to the team, but I suspect the team who started against Ross County is probably the team who will start against Rangers. The only difference I would imagine is hopefully Keogh on the bench. Um, I've not heard too much about the indoors games. I don't know if he played or not, or I think it's been kept kind of top secret. Um, But I'm hoping even if he's he's partially fit, I would still have him on the bench. Um, I think it's a, a good boost I think think like the, the the last um Rangers game where um Callum McGregor was out doubt, we didn't know if he was going to appear. And um Colin Watt the Wednesday joked, it was like the, the Undertaker's appearing right in the middle of the park and Callum McGregor was suddenly there. And um, and I think that, that, that rattled him and I think he galvanized the Celtic team. I think he hoped it'd have a similar effect. Um so yeah, I don't think he I don't think you made many changes. Um, possibly a badder coming in from Eda but I think Eda's finger his feet he's finding a bit of form after a, a, a kind of sticky start so I would keep probably the, the the structure the same but the good thing is there's so many players he's used to he actually he's actually got a selection dilemma for the first time in a while so
3: it's all positive Yeah that's something we were having a chat about last week and that it's good that we're having conversations about regular first team players that we've got options of or not having to rely on younger players, um, If we look back at the team that started at Ibrox at the end of August. Celtic's team was Joe Hart and Goals, um, Tori Ralston, Stephen Welsh, Carl Starfelt, Josip Juranovic, deputising, and we played the left-back. Midfield three, Ryan Christie, Callum McGregor, David Turnbull, and up top was Leila Bada, Odson Edward and Hugo Fudahashi. So it's all changed for this game. Um, the, the team that, that dominated and beat Rangers final at Celtic Park, Patrick, was Angie's team. We could see that. i um, just touching on what Brian was saying there. If Kyogo is back, I'm sure he'll want to be in the bench and want to be involved. Psychologically, how big a boost could that be to Celtic, um, and how damaging could it be to Rangers just to have that man's name included on our team sheet?
5: Yep, hundred um, percent. It would give it would give the fans a boost. You know, I know there's only going to be 700 there, but it would give the fans a boost. Um, I'm sure. You know. Van Bronckhorst would prefer it if Kyogo wasn't available for us. Um, you know, there, I don't think there's any chance he's going to start the game. You know, he might, he might come off the bench. Um, maybe if, if we're not winning with 20 minutes to go, but it, it would give everyone a boost. It would give you know a, a morale lift if nothing else. I know we all remember the bayer Leverkusen game when McGregor and Kyogo were revealed in the starting lineup, and you know ultimately made no difference. But the boost it gives everyone about an hour and a half before kick off was immense. Um, and you know it would just be good to have Kyle go back. You know I think we've got eight, hopefully nine games remaining this season. Um, if Kyle can start maybe six of them, I think that that would that'd be brilliant for us. Um, and then keep himself out over the well, keep himself uninjured over the summer going into next season. Um, I think we're a phenomenal team without him. I think we'd only get even better with him in the side. Um, but you know, to sort of draw a line under all that, I would still start Yakimakis at Ibrox on eh, Sunday no matter how fit eh, Kyle goes
3: yeah I think he totally made it he's uh, he start Lawrence. he's been a crucial player for us since the turn of the year um, obviously he scored against St Johnston he had the penalty against Livingston injury issues we heard Dan speak about um, him not being completely fully fit not having a proper pre-season but from everything that's come out at Celtic Park I've heard about him being in there at Lennox during that January break putting in a shift, putting in the others, making sure that he was up to the standard, which Andy expected of him. And he's been you know, he's been in top form since he came back. He's got a barrel of the goals. Um, I think uh, uh, Yakimakis can cause Rangers problems on Sunday.
6: What, what's your thoughts on that one, if he starts? Listen, I think he definitely starts. There's no other fit forward. Well, well, maybe a Yeti, and I don't think a hat-trick in a bounce game is going to Supposedly, that was it. Uh, a bounce You're game, not, he's not gonna... What about that? Yeah, it's not going to be a slot, Yakimakis. No, not uh, a chance. So, so he starts, that's it, and it's just how fit is going to be, I think, you know, if he's can give us 20, the last 20 minutes, because you'd expect to change, you know, five of the front six at some point during the during the game, all going well. So, yeah, Kyogo on the bench, but Yakimakis starts. Back five picks itself, for me. you know, it's Hart, it's Taylor, Starfield, Carmen, Cut, Vickers, and Juranovic, and then it's just your midfield, it's Callum McGregor. Isn't it? And, and, and two others. Do so you play Callum as a six or eight? For me, I would put play beat, beat on at six. Callum for the forward. Just gives the midfield more legs. Greenway Brian Maeda is getting a, a partnership with Taylor, so he starts on the left. I'd pro- probably start Roderick for experience as a, a third midfielder. And on the right, Yota. Let's see what he can do, because last game he was back in form. Hmm.
3: Yeah, um, there's a lot... Probably, you know, we can pick through those positions. We will pick through those positions. Brian, just on on that one, um, you know, Lawrence has spoke there about the back four. The goalkeeper picking itself. But in that midfield, there might be that, that question again whether Beaton might be considered. Now, Patrick will be worried here. I know when he sees Beaton's name appear on a team sheet against Rangers, he has nightmares, he has flashbacks. He starts, you know, hiding behind couches and all that stuff and other mental breakdowns. But, um,
5: Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust
0: and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
3: Well, this possibly could be a game, though, that he might turn to him. And, you know, he's one of the most experienced players on the team. It might look to push Callum McGregor further forward, um, but personally, I just think with the way we played against Rangers in that Derby game at the start of February, with O'Reilly and Hitati, the legs in midfield, McGregor was absolutely phenomenal. I, I would stick with that. You know, I think Rangers in that area, um, you know, will want a lot of the ball, but at times they don't have the legs. Um, we've seen that from you know watching them play against us this season. Um, what what's your thoughts on that? Is it a go where kind of hard man in there like we did? with Livingston, or do we go in to try and uh, run them over the top in midfield, playing the same kind of midfield that we did at the start of February?
4: Yeah, I would have to say I would start McGregor, Hattati and O'Reilly. Um, I can see the merit of starting b on. but I think what you, you might find is, as well as Lawrence touched on it with um, Mieda, linking up well with Taylor, but he also linked up very well with Hattati um, in the last game. And I think Hattati... He's he's been up and down form wise, but since the Rangers game, so you would expect him to think, right? Okay, if I, if I do another good performance against them, it gets me back up and gets back up confidence. So he'd start for me. Um, I said I prefer McGregor a bit further forward, but what I like is how quickly he can transition to the defensive position and make the attack happen. And I just think there's my few kind of hope. I think like the the way um, O'Reilly... Maeda, sorry, O'Reilly, Hattati and McGregor in a link and move about. There's energy, there's pace, position passing, and I don't think they're going to be able to I don't think they're going to come out all out attackers, even though it's at um, Ibrox. So I think what you might see, I mean, my, my dream scenario would be big, um, big gorgeous George up front
3: battles their centre-half for an hour. And um, seen and, is doing the business at Ibrox Ableyne in recent years. Aye, 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 uh,
4: big Greek beauty. Um, yes. And I, I think um, if the, he comes off and then you put on that badder, he'll go, and then Beaton is steady in the middle of the park. I think that, I mean, can you imagine be one of their defenders and getting battered for an hour and then Kyogo comes on to run at you or Meade goes in the middle or you need to deal with a and shorter switches? I think there's such powerful options. So I do see Beaton um, coming on Maybe for Hattati if he starts to tire, but I don't think he starts. No, for me anyway. I just, I, I, I don't think there's, an, it's not been arrogant. But I don't think there's enough to fear about their team going forward now. That we should be sacrificing our attacking players. Even looks at Ibrox.
3: No, I, I would try and you know I think Patrick, you'll probably give me this one. Go with the legs in midfield to work in and start of February and I think it would work again. And just on that, Danielle is doing what I just did there. I was it being rude. I was checking the Japan Vietnam game and Hatati has been subbed off in forty six minutes. So I don't think there's any concern in that. If anybody could check that out for us, that would be great. Hopefully it's just been taken off for precaution or whatever. Um have already qualified for the World Cup anyway, so you know, hopefully Angie's had a be word in the year. Certainly get forty five minutes out, of him, but any no go. Um, Patrick, are you in agreement? Go with the legs of midfield. Don't go away. You know, I kinda try and match up in terms of the the hard man battle, if you will, just go with the legs and it should pay as justice. Aye I'd, I'd stick with
5: the, the midfield that won it the last time, you know. We totally <clears throat> we totally outran them, we ran over the top of them in the last game, um so I definitely stick with the same midfield. Um when it comes to forwards, I'm gonna contradict myself here because you know, Roderick's on form, but I would stick with the the same midfield as February. Whereas I would actually go with you know Maeda, Yakimakis and Jota instead of Jota, Yakimakis and Abada. Um, I think, as Brian said, he links up really well with Atate in midfield and then he's got a great partnership with Taylor going at the moment. So I think it'd be quite harsh to drop him, to be honest. And then if you're going to take him off, you can move Jota to the other side and bring Abada on. And you've seen with the goal that Abada scored against Rangers, the runs that he can make. Um, the, the late runs into the box. He can, he can, he can beat a man. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd stick with that midfield, and then you know that I think the back four plus the goalkeeper just sort of picks itself. Really, I think you've got to stick with Taylor and Jovanovic at um, the, the back. And you know there was a comment I forgot. I've uh, forgotten the name, so my apologies. But you know they need to as much as their style is mainly defensive. They will need to come at us eventually if the game's at nothing each, because they probably need to win. To try and sort of draw the the league table level. Um, So I think. How
6: do you know, Patrick?
5: Do you not think they'll just sit and play for set pieces and
6: penalties? They'll certainly play for penalties,
5: that's for sure. But they need to go out to win the game. Um, Whereas I don't think, you know, I'm not saying that we should aim for a draw, and I know that Ange definitely won't do that, but I think a draw would suit us. Um, But, you know, with with a team like McGregor, uh, Hatate, and O'Reilly, I think. We can, we can win the midfield battle, um, as uh, Lawrence said or uh, Brian said. You know, Yakimakis bullying them for sixty minutes. You'd fancy him to, to beat their defenders in the air and the set pieces and stuff. So, yeah, I think the team picks itself.
3: That, that's going to give us, I think, another um, a threat that we used really, really to our advantage, and that Yakimakis sucking in the two Rangers centre halves allows for that space to be created um, in the full-back positions, which was something that we've seen in that, that clip that was going around in YouTube. you know, It makes Rangers come through the middle and it you know it takes Barisic, Tavernier, whoever plays in those positions, out the game. Barry McCormick's came in here to say that he believes that beat on slows uh, play down too much in midfield. We should be trying to get the ball out wide quickly and overload and put pressure on Tavernier and Barisic. That probably links with with that um strategy in that if you get Jakimakis through the middle, you know, that he's gonna be a total pest, we hope, to those two Rangers centre halves. And hopefully, you know, it might even mean that the fullbacks need to come in and double up on him. Um, which will give us space in those wide areas when we've got players you know just now who are on form that look as if they can hurt teams. And with the way Maeda and Jota has been playing recently, you know, I have no worry in the two of them, you know, having a big game. Um, we've seen how just so that can be any time we visit Ibrooks and other wingers having a big game, you know, think back Scott Sinclair and whatever else, and and tormenting Ginger's defences. Um and um, our midfields actually uh, sorry substitutes that, that game I spoke about in August. Whereas Malia Soro, uh, Tom Roderick and Adam Montgomery. So even again it's gonna be a complete turnaround and what we can probably add into the game and produce into the game. You know, Patrick you touched on bad there, he scored a crack and goal midweek for his international side. Um He'll have been doing a lot of travelling, so it might be just that Ange just sees him as an impact player, but he can certainly be that impact player for us, um, and it's great that we've got these options. Um, Lawrence, are you in total agreement that the midfield three, I know you've said that Callum McGregor's probably the only stick-on, but in terms of the other two positions, would you go for for legs, and maybe what, what Brian's saying there, that if you're you know, one or two in a up, then you can bring on those players that can slow the game down but obviously we're not even having a conversation here about David Turnbull and Tom Rogic. who can go into that midfield and even your favourite guy, James McCarthy who came on in the Derby game in February and absolutely costed cool, it when they came on
6: So, for me the problem is Calum's our best number six and our best number eight you, you, you know, so it's kind of um, I push him further forward I think it gives us more legs further forward we get a better return from them further forward beating slower than McGregor at transitioning the game but I don't necessarily think he's slow transitioning the game he's just slower than McGregor so I would start beating uh, Callum and uh, Roderick's in form put Roger on see what, he can, see what he can give us you know it's, it's a bit of experience as well you know as you've touched on it there's only 700 fans there we might need just a wee bit of experience to you know calm the nerves and, and carry out instructions so yeah I'd I, Ivanfield would be slightly different. So so you're going McGregor, Rogic and Beaton,
3: McGregor and Rogic. Right, okay. That's fair enough. Um, you know, I don't think I'd be surprised or shocked to see that kind of team, but I'm just one you know, I saw one of the comments there, I would just stick with what won the game the last time, that that's what I would go with. Obviously O'Reilly as well, with set pieces and stuff, he gives you an extra danger that we might not get if we go with that, but see what happens you know I, I totally we're all here and we all trust the manager to put the team that he believes it will get us the points on Sunday Be um, be fair
4: um, just on, on regards to the beat on see any team he's, he's come in recently he's done a really good job and I think one of my probably the, the, the game that sticks out is against Hearts in cast and he was captain yeah. and he was, he was excellent that night yeah. he really was that, that's probably the game that when I think of have and I think of now so if we did start I wouldn't be disappointed and I think that's testament to the job Angie's done right because you know these guys can come in and you might see there's a drop in quality whatever but actually the system still works and I think one of the things that you notice with the way they played with Hitati, um, Hitati almost came in as like a second striker and Maeda kind of Taylor came into midfield and Maeda went out left uh, Hitati went out left but, the, the thing about it is you go into I in and although we battered them last time, just that slight tweak in personnel might confuse them enough. Because that's an, that's an impossible situation to mark that interlinking. So I think whatever team plays, I think the system's gonna to be too strong for for them to handle.
3: Yeah, um no, I, I totally agree with that point, Brian. And that you know, but we've got so many different options that maybe Van Broker might have prepared for that uh, midfield fee that I'm talking about. Um, that won the game the last time arguably but you know would a curveball be out of the question probably not um, Simon's just came in getting to the mind the ship, Tom Rogic didn't go away with Astellia I don't know about his fitness so that might be the only thing that might kind of rule Rogic out of the game on Sunday um, didn't go away with his international side so you know we'll see but even again Brian what you were saying there Alan Robertson's came in getting you know, to say beat on it at Livingston he thought was was man of the match. I thought he was you know he was excellent that day too. He certainly contributed his bit this season near beat on. Um whether that means he starts on Sunday or not, I don't know. Um but I'm going for the argument with the legs. I think we're, we're split down the middle on this one. This side of the scheme, me and are going go with the runners. You two gentlemen are going go with a bit of experience, bit of dig and it might be the curveball ball that Possibly potentially wins us a game, but we can could probably go in in circles all day with this one. Um, that's that three, covered, spoken about them. Um, the top three, Patrick, you said Maeda, Jackie Makis, Jota, I think that was what you said as well, Lawrence. Are yeah. we all, we're all in agreement that that was probably what we think Ange will go with, or could we see Abada come in there? Um, and obviously, that's probably the only dilemma, and if Abada does go in there, does that mean Jota not or what
5: uh, what's your thoughts on that one? Um <clears throat> no, I think you'll stick with the three that started against Ross County. Um you know, they were phenomenal that day. Um my ideas really coming into form after, you know, you could say a, a tricky start, you know, was that PVW Vedaway um and then Bodo as well, where I wouldn't say he was playing badly, but he wasn't really involved in the game, and I don't think we were playing a style that suited him uh, at striker. But you know now these now that he's on the left, um, he's so fast that he can beat his man, and you know ten teams out of eleven, their fullbacks are so poor that he can quite easily beat beat the fullback anyway, get across into the box, create a decent chance. Um, so I'd, I'd stick with Maeda, and then I think you know you have to start Jota. He's so good, he offers so much. Um. And then Yakimakis, you know, Ayeti might have scored a, a hat trick in that bounce game, but I think you've got to start, to, got to keep Yakamakis up top. Um, I, I actually, I'm, I'm going back in my Kyogo decision here. I, I don't even think I'd risk him um, because you know this is a guy coming back from a three and a half months, three and a half month injury. Are we really going to play him for twenty minutes against Rangers? I mean, you know what they can be like. You, you don't want to risk him getting another injury, you know. Um so I'd maybe just start with I'd stick with Yakamakis for the full ninety. Um maybe, maybe put Kyle go on the bench, but I wouldn't actually bring him on, I don't think. Uh I'll
3: be a is so, on the bench in for you, Patrick. Oh
5: I uh After Mikey Johnson t-tick. as well, I think. I think I'd bring Mikey on. Um no, i I think I'd stick with that front three as well. Uh you know, Abada can come on, uh he can play at striker, you know. I think we've talked on here before about how Abad is actually quite quite a good play with striker, you know. Um, but yes, that is this, that's the front three I'd go with.
3: Yeah, um, Lawrence, you know, Michael Riley's come in here in the comments to say whatever your preferred team has options, they're great to see. That is it. It's good that we're having this positive chat. We're, no, we're not talking about having to bring you know, a, a boy up for the B team to make his debut and a game like this, but we've got options. We really do hope that everybody comes back from international duty with a clean bill of health. Obviously, Scotland's still to play tonight. Um, Denmark under-21s are still to play this evening. Um, Stephen Welsh is out captain. Scotland under-21s out in Kazakhstan just now. Um don't know how they're getting on. If anybody could update us for that one, please do. Um, Lawrence, psychologically, though, Kyogo, even if we're not going to play him, would they just be a good option just to put in the bench just for psychological purposes? But would you agree with Patrick and just... You know, maybe St Johnson's the right kind of game to bring him on or start him in?
6: Depends how fit he is, doesn't it? Depends how close to close to fitness and how the players feeling. Uh, I think putting him on the bench no matter what. And um, you know, I'd like to see him come on. I'd like to think he was that as close to, to match fitness that he's ready for a run out. But I think what was it, a week and a half ago or something since he started running and get on grass. So it's it's maybe a bit early. In fact, always had a his time in training, but I think psychologically it's huge if he's on the bench, you know.
3: You know, for two or three 0 three nil up, get him, give him twenty minutes. It's always positivity you big man, isn't it? You know, two 0 three 0 up. That's what I like to hear. I hope we're two or three 0 up at one point because I don't think my nerves <laughs> can take it. Um, I don't like
6: anybody's nerves can take it. Um, Declan, Brian- I'm still nervous in these games at three nil. <laughs>
3: I, saw
6: him, man. I the five, don't
3: like it's done. It's 89 minutes, a minute to go, and it's only no, 3 I, I totally agree with you, the 5-1 game at Ibrooks I was still looking at my watch and the clock and all that, going, kind of, no, hurry up, they blow the whistle. And that was at 3-4-1. and four, one. And the 5th, and kind of, I was still, oh, Kenny Miller scored. I'm going, no, here we go. So, no, I, I get that. I totally understand that. Um, but before we close the Kyogo chat, Brian, are you psychologically just stick him there or would you be tempted at all to throw him in that part? Because I think there is, you know, what Patrick's saying, there's probably that risk that, you know, you bring him on and you're maybe needing a goal but, you know, you don't want him to have to be out for, you know, what will be now, four months, I think, by the time this game practically rolls round that we could end up having him out for the run-in because I think this is a massive game. It's three points and um, there's seven games to go. In the league, But, you know, no matter what happens in Sunday, Celtic are still going to be top of the league. So, you know, this isn't going to make or break our season, this game. I certainly think it would give us a bit of breathing space if we win the game. But I think Hugo Furehashi would be far more important to us and then the next six following games instead of just one game in isolation. What's your thoughts on that one?
4: I would definitely have him on the bench regardless. I just think that, as I said at the start, I think the psychological boost would be... It is it's it's one, one of those unquantifiable things that uh, you know. It, just him, I mean, even him say it's twenty minutes to go and it's not each or one 0 Celtic or whatever. He sent him out for a warm up. The effect that will have on you know their players, their fans, thinking you know because was our best player probably. You know what I mean? He's he's an absolute talisman for his need our best striker, and we've been a last part of the season without him, and then we're still winning. So I think about him potentially coming on, I think just the effect of that you can galvanise the team a bit and say, you know, if he's possibly available, we're going to win this game. We've got too much ammunition going forward. Listen, I'm with Lawrence. I think if we're two or three not up, all the positivity, then I wouldn't put him on, obviously. But I think the circumstances of the game will dictate it. And just finally in the front three selection, I'm a massive fan of Abad. I think he's really turned around this season. He's he's things to be special. The reason I am start Maeda Jota left and right is because they're, well, maybe not as much recently, but Tavernier still one of the most important players, especially for close centre of the box. And I think that's what they'll target, is trying to get as many balls in as possible. With Maeda constantly closing him down, constantly without that work ethic, not giving him the room to move, I think that's probably a key weapon for us. And I think Jota will tie Big Bassi in Knots on the right hand side. Um, and the good thing with Jota is you can't predict what he's going to do. So they can not we can't predict it, they can't either. Um, as you said earlier, Eddick I think having having the bad Jack Marcus up front just drawing him into battles, drawing him into him takes so much space. So that's why we picked the A three, but um, ultimately it, it, I think it I think almost doesn't matter who we play. Maybe maybe no Mikey Johnson and Ayeti uh I think I've got to just give you a I draw and put the Swiss <laughs> football on that stage but
3: um, <laughs> Uh, maybe he, he drinks he yeah. drinks funny things in the morning, Brian, you you, don't really <laughs> what are you doing your your spare time? It's something yourself. But, I don't know
4: what's um, in that coffee. I I I um, will um, stick with the like like Lawrence and I a pair of Wiley veterans, I'll stick with the uh, the, the sort of the sort of go to team
3: and I think the
4: team that started is the team that should
3: play. Yeah, um yeah, but we're in great form just the fit one games unbeaten domestically. As a phenomenal turnaround. I don't think any of probably could have predicted that, even if you go back to um, the game up at Potodzie, Patrick, that um, we couldn't buy an away when win. Could be we were, you know, it had gone on for so long and I think we were starting to think to ourselves, I mean, is this going to come? But it came that day and we've absolutely kicked on since then and we've been, you know, a, a real force and it's been a joy to watch at times, um, Mark came in here on the comments to say he's hoping that George's Yakimak is hat trick in a row. Why not get your maybe get your bets on that one. That would be some something of the big man, you know, three in a row, three tricks in a row. Get the old Eddie McGee video out, remember that one when they get to Um just what we're talking about, you know, the eleven that's gonna start in the park and how good it's we've got options. Obviously having all those options mean a strong bench. Um Patrick, I touched on, you know, the subs the last game. It's Mario sorrow. Adam Montgomery um, and David Turnbull. No, sorry, Tom rogic um, came on. Uh, how important can the substitutes be in this game? Because we're hoping it's all positive. We're hoping we you know, Lawrence with the feet up, we be in the sand at 3-0 and it's 50 minutes in the clock like it was in uh, the game at the start of February. But if it's not that, how important can subs be in this game? Because you know I certainly think with a clean bill of health coming back from internationals as a squad we're in a really good place just now.
5: I think once you get <coughs> excuse me I think once you get to the 60th minute I think that's when the subs well obviously that's when subs become important but depending on what the score is I think if we are two goals or more up um I'd um, I'd start bringing on guys like Beaton and McCarthy if if they aren't if they haven't started I'd I'd bring them on just kill the game totally Um, I'd actually that's when I'd move McGregor further forward. Just to you know, you're looking at two guys who are defensive, good at keeping the ball, and then Callum McGregor, who can move forward, also good at keeping the ball, but can also play those balls forward. And if you're bringing on guys like Abad and Kyogo, really quick players, you can hit them in the counter when you're 2-0 up. I think, I think if you're one nothing up that's when the, the dilemma really starts. You, you don't know whether to sort of go for a second or defend the one goal lead. Um you know, I'm i been a bit pessimistic here, I'd take a draw, so I'd, I'd maybe go more defensive. But um again if if you're losing or drawing the game with twenty or thirty minutes to go, that's when you start bringing on a bad and Kyogo and stuff. Um you know, maybe not Mikey Johnson, that was a joke earlier. Yeah. But uh, you know, bring on these players to try and change the game. Uh it's but about you to you the a
3: performance at Ibrox. Is it
5: not? <laughs> it's I about time be had too. a performance.
3: You know. <laughs> countless £52 pounds at iBrooks and I've yet to see it. Maybe that 2-0 game, maybe I'm being unfair, but he's... He always seems to be the one that always features at Ibrox, eh? He's always was the one that used to appear and it'd be like...
4: Are we still talking here? about Mikey
5: Johnson? Because he threw aye. that ball through for uh, Edward in that
1: 2-0 game. That's what I'm saying. I, I said, apart for the 2-0 yeah. game. No,
5: oh, yeah. You're
1: right,
4: you've right. changed my mind, start, Mikey Johnson. <laughs>
6: up there are um, all the problems at that, at that centre because 'cause we'll talk about yeah, but if, if Marcus doesn't play well when fuel was not fit, people will well potentially it's players that should play there but they're going to be out of position, aren't they? So it's
1: I think maybe that's why
6: personally I get to get these hat tricks probably not to you know, it was a good time for him to get it, wasn't it? It's confidence up and maybe going there could be short options that if Jakob Marcus doesn't well, I mean, last time against Rangers, it lasted sixty minutes. He ran his heart out, brilliant performance. So it could be something that you know we are going to have to change. Who uh, the figurehead is up front?
3: Yeah, I and mean, it can be. You know, we've got dies in there who it's just a complete engine. He, he keeps going to the very, very end. Um, you know, as I touched on last week, there's that clip of him 88 minutes, and he's good to Ward Laidlaw at the Ross County goalkeeper. That's like, geez, oh, but where does that energy come from? Um, even after a case of Patrick's look as he's sport, I don't think you'd be chasing down balls like that. So, um, but you've got those options. You've got, you can play a badder through the middle and obviously you've got guys like, like Johnson who'll be on the bench and etc. So So there is options there for us. Um, Brian, in terms of the context of this game, is it just another three points this or with the breathing space that this could give Celtic, is this anything more? I said that earlier on that no matter what happens, I saw one of the comments saying, unless we get beat 15-0, don't think that's going to happen. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, So, no matter what happens, we are likely to be top of the, the table, very likely to be top of the table come Sunday, close of day. Is it just another three points or because of the breathing space this can give us into that final six games, is it more than that?
4: It's absolutely more than that, in my opinion, I think. I don't think, for a start, I don't think any game against uh, Rangers is ever just about three points. Uh, any victory against them is, is, is feels far more than that. In terms of the league context, the, and again, I keep talking about the psychology of things, um, but if you beat them at Ibrokes and go six points ahead at this stage of the season, I think they'll crumble. We saw that they don't handle pressure well, if we're honest. I think that's been a feature of this team in the past couple of years we uh, not last year, but then in the crowd, um, and I think we beat them at Eyebrooks. I think the galvanising <clears> effect <throat> and the dehabilitating effect that will have on them is is far harder to measure. Uh, I wouldn't go as far as to say if we beat them on Sunday; that's the league done. But I think it's one foot in the door, so I think it's it's, it's certainly more than three points. That being said, it's not an absolute disaster if, if we don't win. But I think I think we could we could really sort of really stamp out any sort of uh, resistance to the league if we win Sunday so I really think it's far to... more important than,
6: than, than just three points I'm going what to disagree with is... you Brian if we win the league on Sunday the league is done if we I win, win the game on Sunday we win the league you know six points clear 60 go, superior goal difference we've got them at, at Celtic Park again we, we win the league on Sunday that's it you know yeah
3: there's a few people coming in seeing that um, I don't like to count my chickens too much so I'll um, stay away from that opinion Um Patrick, you said earlier on you would take a draw. You don't think a draw is a disaster in this game, eh, personally yourself. yourself. Um, what about you for the context? If it's a, a, it's a draw, it's in six games to go and it's still three points at the top. With that cushion and we get to you know the game at Celtic Park, would you be quite confident that we'd win the game at Celtic Park and that would be at then probably curtains?
5: Yeah, uh-huh. <clears throat> Um, that's that's why i take a draw, because I think we'll beat them at Celtic Park uh, whenever that game happens after the split. Um, I, I'm not saying that draw is not a disaster. I think, you know, I wouldn't say it's a good result. I don't think dropping points is ever a good result, but it's it, it suits us, whereas it doesn't really suit them. Um, I think this is a must-win game for them, and if we can deprive them of a win, then I think that's a good result. Um, but again, you know, Ange he's not built that way um, I don't think as Celtic fans we are built that way anyway we should go out to win the game I think we will go out to win the game and I think if we play um, I think if we play our best football we will win the game because I think we're a better team and I think we play a better brand of football um, so you are happy with that
3: Yeah, I, you know I've heard Hans Koglu in various interviews say he doesn't know how to get a draw from a football game he goes into every game wanting to win the game I fully expect us to win the game, and I want us to win the game on Sunday. And I think if it does, it gives us a breathing space. Um, you should foot in the door Brian. you know. I think we can stick the kettle on, then uh, maybe not stick the tea bag in the, the cup, but we can certainly start to get go a champion in
6: ice, mate. Well, that's <laughs> I,
3: prefer I, I prefer the champagne analogy to the teacup one. I'm yeah, no, no, you know, well, it's still it's only five past one. I mean, I know have a thought somewhere. somewhere well, exactly. That's what <laughs> many people say, but. Um, yeah, um, the the Guinness can chill until then, but we'll just. I think you know it's good that as fans we can become excited. I remember these games last season; we were dreading sometimes watching them. Um, but we've, especially the ones when it was all done, you just didn't want to turn on your telly to watch it because you you didn't know what to expect. Whereas now, there's uh as an era you know as a feel good factor in the air, and that's a good thing being a Celtic fan. Um, and it's exciting. It's always exciting this part of the season, especially with you know what's at stake at the end of the season with that Champions League money. and hoping to get um, back what we claim as ours, um, the league championship. Um, it's going to
6: be of on the I draw. Call... I, I would yes. say a draw is a bad result for us. You know, right. because we're the form team. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know they're they're struggling uh, certainly domestically. So I would say a draw's a draw's a bad result for us. Yeah, you know, I can you understand that. Yeah. Um, I think I, probably psychologically a draw could
3: benefit. I know Patrick's saying that you know, it probably suits us, but I think psychologically Rangers maybe take something for that. But even again, they, they might be of the mindset that, that they need to win the game because it's it's their home game. And I think probably with the way the league was starting to shape up, everybody was looking at you know, the two teams wanting to get six points in their respective home games, whereas... Um, Possibly, you know, either Rangers would see a draw as not a disaster, still within touching distance, or disappointing and that they've not, you know, won the game. Because I think there's a lot of people who will say that, that form actually doesn't matter getting into these games. There's, there's lots of people who will say that out there. Um, I want to win the game, pure and simple. I want us to win the game. I want those three points, six points of breathing space, and a great goal difference just to add to it. Um, I think look you look at table.
4: So I do. I think I think if you offered a
6: draw to them just now they would take it. Mm. They would jump at it, wouldn't
3: they? Aye. Aye. I, I think aye. And they'd jump it yeah. probably just, So yeah, no. I think that tells you it's probably a bad result for us. Yeah, hoops to win. Definitely Celtic to win. Um Willie him eventually has been announced as a man in the middle. Um I think for a, a point in time he was banned from, from referee at Ibrooks, but he is back the man from Carfin, I think Willie, Hills from um one of me and Patrick's mutual pals had him as a teacher at school. Hey Patrick that's right, isn't it? Um, yep, religious like, affairs teacher. Yeah, there you go. Teacher. So, <coughs> Um that must have been sometimes quite fun on a Monday. Um but uh yeah, Willie call him in the middle. Um Brian it's a case probably of that old Jock Steam quote. People will say that, you know, if you're good enough to referee doesn't matter but as a I worry, I don't think any referee official, I think even unless it was uh, Pope Francis put in the middle on Sunday, I don't think any Celtic <laughs> fan would have probably been too confident, so uh, as it, you know we were never going to get a referee who was going to probably please any of his. Um, what's your thoughts on what they call him, being in the middle obviously we'd rather the Pope, but it's going to be what they call him
4: Aye, well, apparently the Pope could make it but um why we Wally? What a man? Um, as long as Disney no ge- get any parenties, did they see this thing? That'd be quite nice. But what's the reality is? I don't think, look, they're picking they're a bad bunch, aren't you? Ever honest? They're all rotten. I said before, I don't think they're inherently biased. I think that there's maybe unconscious bias to the degree. but I I, I I think it's a sheer lack of competency and, and actually, I think I think one of the worst offenders is Don Robertson. I think he's he's dangerously neglectful. Um. I've said that a few things about him. There's been a lot of injuries related to him. Um, so I'm glad it's still him. But, you know, I, I don't think there was any name, you know, unless it was, um, you know, Pope, Tommy Sheridan or Rod Stewart getting pulled out the referee's hat.
3: Yeah.
4: I don't think I'd been happy with anybody. So um, I think I think we always, I think the Celtic fans, we always have to assume the referee's going to be rotten. And we have to just, we'll above it for... For many many years, and I think we'll they're here on Sunday, so I'm hoping he's going to be largely irrelevant. Um, but
6: we'll just need to, remains we'll to be seen, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I'm, Patrick, I I, I'm not really biased. You know, it's definitely incompetent, unconscious bias, or biased, and I'm not rolling out any of the three, mate, because I've seen no evidence that they should roll out biased here. <laughs> Patrick, is it,
3: you know, what, what Brian says that he just talked that he is completely irrelevant in the game? We play our football and we don't need to worry about what they call them or if it was his chums, Clancy, McLean, Robertson or whoever. that We just go to highbrooks play our football, play our stuff, hopefully run over the top of Rangers and come away with the three points um, and send 700 people home very, very happy.
5: Yeah, and uh, 50,000 dollars. unhappy. Um, I think every football fan would agree when you come away from a game, talking about the referee or saying that the referee dominated the game, it, it just totally ruins a football match. You know, you want the referee to have as little impact as possible. And, um, you know, I, I, I've i not looked back on past seasons, but certainly this season, Celtic have committed the least fouls of any team in the SPFL. That's probably, I, I'm quite confident to, in saying that that's probably the case of this season. We, we always commit the least fouls over the course of 30 games. Um, you can't say the same for Rangers, obviously. But, you know, the least fouls means less involvement for the referee, which means you get to see more football. And I think that's what we all want to see. I mean, we all want to see a Celtic win, obviously, but you still want to see good football being played. Um, so as minimal uh, input from the referee as possible would be my preference. I think, you know, I think we're all in agreement. It doesn't really matter who they pick. They're all incompetent. Um, some of them are biased. Um, I think, well, I'd, say, I'd say most of them are biased. I mean, they all grew up supporting a team, didn't they? Uh just Depends which one, but yeah, it's like what we just said years ago you need full time referees. I think we need VAR in Scottish football as well just to make it as best as it possibly can be. Um, but aye, as little input from the ref as possible, please.
3: Yeah, we'll, we'll put the line under referees because I don't like to hammer at home. Wally Collum has been selected, we had to touch on it, it was a talking point today. Wally will be in the middle, um, and hopefully is not a topic of discussion whatsoever next week after Sunday that we're purely talking about a good football game in which we've won. Um, Christopher Scott's name all appeared on our radar yesterday, um, unless you're a, a fan of German football and have followed him he moved from Bayer Leverkusen to the Bayern München um, he's 19-year-old, he's an attacking midfielder. Brian, I want to come to you in this one um, he's played for the first team, right? he's only played twice for the first team, he's been Featured more in Bayern's second uh, team, um, he's unhappy his lack of first team appearances. Um, what what would this say in terms of, you know, what, what Ange trying to create itself Because if, if you think back to to Morrison and Hepburn going out in the other direction, going to Bayern Munich, seeking that opportunity, seeking that chance, is Ange trying to. Invert probably that you know the, the unwelcome trend that we've had at the club, and losing all that top talent and trying to build for the future by looking at guys like this, bringing them into the fold, and um, you know trying to kick on as a football club and a real modern sense
4: I think he is trying to do that. I just I don't think this would be an indication of that. I think yeah, the guys, a young player, but I think he probably sees him as someone who's going to be a first team player right away. I don't imagine he's, I don't imagine the guy's going to be in by a unique youth set-up and then come to be part of Celtic's youth set up. You know, I think he would stay where he is. I think we'd be going after him for to come in as a, a first-team player. Um, so I think that's more of a straightforward traditional transfer he's probably looking at. In terms of the ambition of, of the youth, I think one of the first things I said was, is that he, he intends to utilise the academy to its, its fullest extent and he's, he's sort of a proponent of that, sort of bringing youth players through and trying to prepare them and I think an indicator of that has been the fact that the B team's been playing pretty much the same system, the first team, and the fact that these guys are training a lot. Of these guys are training with the first team, mm-hmm. and I think the idea being after a certain amount of time they can be dropped straight in. I think that's his long-term plan. Whether the guys that are currently at the, the the sort of B level are going to be good enough is another question. But what we have to also understand when we look at that is that Andrew's only been here for the year. He might want to revamp the entire system. we might want to clear out a lot of those younger players and get other more talented players at 16, 17 and bring them in then and play them through. We, we, we don't really know. I think we're heading in the right direction. Um, I think we're, we're looking at having a, a transfer structure. And I think that recruitment... I mean, you have to, you have, to have faith in Angie's recruitment so far anyway, right? I mean, you'd say he's got... Has there been any sort of duds he's signed so far? I, I, I
3: think, think to watch to guys, to he's wanted no... Um, yeah, you know, Probably questions can... about guys like James McCarthy and stuff, but whether that not clearly has
4: choices. You've got to yeah. say he's got a phenomenal record so far, and possibly the best in in recent years in terms of actual recruitment, in terms of money paid. for What we've got, I think it's it's a very enviable record. suspect is looking at these guys that are young, that fit the system, that play a certain way, and identifying them bringing in. I don't think the Scott potential transfer is indicative of an acceleration of the youth development side. I think they're two very separate things. I don't think just because he's a young
3: player, we you can play them. Yeah, no, I think that's well summarised and well put there. Um, Patrick, Michael McDonald's came in here to say he thinks it means that we're in conversation again with young players. Um, or is it just the case, you know, as Brian's kind of underlined there, that... We are looking at top talent. I know that Brentford and another side that are interested in here. Um, Brentford's model is something that, you know, probably something we would probably like to see Celtic fans Um, because in terms of the way the structure works and everything else, Bryce touched on and, sure, belated by Frank Trimbley in terms of those transfers that have come in the door at Celtic. Um, what, What kind of message do you think Christopher Scott would be if we did bring him in is that a complete changing of the guard? Or is it just us doing our homework, looking at a potential young player and seeing him to come into the fold? Because again, you know, Christopher Scott, if he was coming in, we're going to offer him the potential of playing lowland league football or playing for Bayern's second sling side. But if so, Morrison and Hepburn's idea on that, I, you know, I think Christopher Scott, if he was coming in, would want to be heavily involved in the first team would didn't want to be playing that low in league football. What's your thoughts on all that stuff?
5: Yeah, I mean, I don't think, you know, what where what really he ends up, I'm not sure, but he'll, he'll certainly be promised first-team football if he's trading the Bayern Munich uh, second team for, uh, you know, the SPFL. Um, it's always a good indication, I think, when Brentford are interested in players because, you know, we, we all went through the Ivan Tony nightmare where he was actually in Celtic Park and I think we were stalling or we didn't really want him and, scoring goals for fun for Brentford, um, I think I've spoken on here before, I think they're a, well, a very well-run club, um, they're an exciting club, they play good football, um, so if they're interested in them and we can get them, I think that's that's something to be to be proud of, you know, um, as much as the Premier League, you know, it's the, the big money and the, the big lights and the big TV numbers and stuff, Brentford aren't going to be in the Champions League next season, um, I think we are we are a couple of wins away from guaranteed group stage places, um, and I think that will be attractive to players. Uh, even if we don't win the league, um, the unthinkable happens. We'll still have a you know sort of semi unlikely route into the Champions League, which Brentford won't have, and I think that appeals to players. Um, I wouldn't say that one signing of a nineteen year old um, is a is a sign of a changing of the guard. It's certainly a step in the right direction, um, and you know I've got. Complete faith in Ange. You know, we've seen the last couple of months. I think those uh, signs a couple of months ago that the youth team were starting to play. You know, Ange ball as we call it. Um, I think that's a a, a wonderful thing. Um, you know, the only worry is what happens when Ange leaves. But you know, hopefully that day is far away. Um, but yes, it's a it's a step in the right direction. As is the youth team playing Ange ball. Um, as is us beating Brentford in the race to sign a player.
6: Yeah,
3: hopefully um, that, that would be the case. But, again, don't count your chickens. We know what it can be like sometimes. Um, Lawrence, we saw, no you know, Johnny Kenny come in. Um, hopefully he comes back from injury as soon as possible. We stretch off for Ireland's under-19s midweek and then game against England. So I saw his, you know, sign a player there with bags of potential. We've seen guys like Adam Montgomery, Karamoko Debele, Owen Moffat. Dean Money, all been given a chance this season under Ange. Um, I probably tend to agree with with Paddy and, and uh, sorry, and Brian there. And that it's a step in the right direction, but it's certainly not you know a complete modernisation of the system. I think that's going to be a long way to go. And with the current setup of the leagues out of Celtic's control, just offering you know younger players low league football, I don't think it's going to be enough for us to try and compete with. With other countries, um because you know, you get players like Ben Doak, obviously we've had this conversation, who could go down to Liverpool, go into that under twenty threes. It's very competitive, it's top level football. When I interviewed Peter Grant the other week, he spoke about his time down there with Fulham, um and some of the players that came through the Academy when he was there, one being Matt O'Reilly. Um what's your thoughts on this? Is it just a step in the right direction and would it be quite a good sign, Celtic Pippin, Brentford to, to sign a player from Bayern Munich?
6: Listen, we've had this model for a while, haven't we? Buy players, develop them, sell them for money. So I think it's basically, it's just going to be following that. You know, Brentford in their data-driven ways, you know, they money, ball. if they're interested in him, you think he's a decent player. But Angie's got his own guy in doing the data. You know, we won't be just relying on Brentford's analysis. I'm sure we've done our own attacking midfielder, yeah. we're getting we're getting fairly congested now. I mean, don't forget Scott Scott Robertson's to come back next season as well. So you no know, midfield's getting fairly congested, but it looks a decent player on YouTube, but I think most players YouTube highlights feel looks good. I look a, a decent player team. on YouTube, Lawrence, and I'm
1: rotten.
3: <laughs> I haven't got as far as David would say I'm a decent player on YouTube, so <laughs> I know that one is the question, you know. Um, but, but it, you know, the boy's there, he's
6: definitely not coming to play lonely. Let's be honest. He's coming no. for first time squad. Because um, that's what we've got to be promising. We might not be promising the first team. We're saying, look, if you come, your first team scored and if you're good enough, you start. But you need to be better than the other first first team members. So, paper looks like a good capture. But, uh, you, you, you know, that's maybe for the close season. I'm just dreaming of the treble just now, mate, and he wouldn't be there to do that. Well, he will Bill. next season, but not for this season's treble.
3: See, it's all positivity, Lawrence. You know, every Tuesday, you know, two, three nil ups, trebles, etc. And then we've got you know, dreary down the bottom. there have it at times. We um, I don't know
6: which one you are talking about. No, 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 no,
3: no. No, no, no. Pack
4: it. You are A two fifty
3: tackle on top there. They're all that he's dinking at times in the morning. So, uh, <laughs> aye, um, yeah, it's it's contrast this, but that's what it's all about. Disagreeing my me opinions and giving a take on football. Um. International-wise, we've saw some guys featured, we've saw other guys not featured. I thought the 18th very well for, for Scotland the other night uh, on that kind of that left-wing back position. He um, obviously getting his goal. Somebody, a graduate of a tremendous youth academy, um, getting his goal. His first goal for Scotland, quite unbelievable to think that because it just seems as like if he's been playing for Scotland forever. Um, how important, Patrick, are could be doing this, is it just to get all these guys back to clean bill of health? I've already touched on Johnny Kenny. Um, I know he's not been featured, uh, he's not made a first team debut um, as of yet. Um, but how important is it just to get a clean bill of health? But obviously, I've touched on it, came take him off 46 minutes uh, for Japan um, in the game against Vietnam. Just how important is it just to get this clean bill of health, get past this stage, and just kick on? Because there's still a hell of a lot of football to be played. Um, we've got seven games in the league and we've got a cup semi-final and a hopeful cup final to play we really need the squad to be at peak I and mean, I think we're approaching that I we've got a full compliment. 100% um,
5: you know Johnny Kenny he's an interesting one because I think when we first signed him he was given a, a first team number I think can't remember what the number was but it wasn't like you know the youth player holding up the number seven or whatever and um, he was given a first team a first team number and I think a lot of people might have thought that he was going to get game time and he didn't. So I'm hoping we're not making that mistake of promising young players game time and then not giving them it. Um, because that would backfire spectacularly and you know under a season's time, I think. But in terms of the first team, you know, to get everyone back fit and healthy, number one priority. Um just to touch back on the youth thing, again, I think a couple of days ago Celtic announced. A guy had signed a professional contract. I cannot for the life of me remember the guy. Danny name. Kelly. Danny I, Kelly.
6: I, I, apparently, I he's absolutely sensational. Well. Sorry? I think Kaw signed recently as well. You know the goal. Right. But it's going to bounce game as well. But, but Danny Kelly's the, the boy that was professional contract. But I think Darren Kaw recently signed as well. Apparently, that Kelly is an absolute wonder kid.
5: Uh, I don't know how true that is. But, you know, it's good that we've got another youth player signed up in a long term professional contract, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> just get everyone back fit and healthy for the game uh, and then you know for the remainder of the season mm. we've got a week between games I think apart from one midweek week uh, post-split fixture so plenty of time to rest after the game, just go full throttle for the 90 minutes and I've changed my mind I'm playing for a win now, I think anything apart from a win is a bad result
3: Yep, that's the Lawrence factor in you
6: Now you've got like
5: five minutes or so
3: to change that to anything but a 3-0 win I'm 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 aiming for four Brilliant Um, Lawrence you know both the internationals the squad again just to come back on this one you know as I touched on there no matter what happens on Sunday we will be top of the table you know whether that's six points whether it's three points whether its level, we had a really good goal difference. How good a place are we in just to get us over the line at this point in time? It's fine for us as fans to get excited. There will be six games against St. John's before the split. The split will come. I don't know what the super-duper magic computer is going to do for them. Our split fixtures. I think if it could, it would give us five games away from home. Um, but we don't know what will happen. Hopefully, we're in a cup final too. If we do really kick on, this could be a really special end to the season. And a, an end to the season, you know, when the first ball was kicked against Midland, probably none of us could have envisaged.
6: Listen, well, well, so I think, you know, I, I was prepared, you know, if we won one cup, brilliant. You know, it's a rebuild season, let Ange get in, get his system in. So he's exceeded my expectations in Europe. We won the first trophy and I think my are favourites for, for the other two. So, you know, he's, it's great to be in this position. Way ahead of what expected. I remember the beginning of the season just saying, well, just get in touch until the January window. As long as we're in touch, we might be able to sign a couple of players and, and see what we can do then. So, brilliant position to be in. And, you, you know, it, it's the, all down to the Ange Magic, isn't it? But, you know, he's a repeated winner. He, he, he's done this wherever he's went, apart from Greece, eh, which maybe we won't, we won't talk about. But, eh, yeah. Still wants to
3: be the Greek god. You heard what he says in that interview, you know, called Jack Abacus, the Greek god. They said the man of the Greek god, so uh I, you know. listen, it's I
6: I I feel expect us to go out and win and win fairly comfortably on Sunday. And I think that's the league done then. You know, I think yeah, the way he's got him playing, it's just ticking off games then. Yeah. So and then it'll be the, 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 the semi final, or St Johnson semi final. You know, win those two games, and I think you know if we win the semi-final, I think we'll win the final. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I, I think the next three games will determine us winning the trip. You know, one no, we'll, we'll three of those, and it the, the, the treble is in the bag. I think. Uh, yeah, definitely all down to Ange. Uh you know, and break. As long as players come back for it, it's happy days, isn't it?
3: Yeah, that's all you can hope for. Um, obviously, I'm hoping that Scotland do win in Austria tonight, but um, we'll, we'll see what happens with that win. I thought Scotland were OK last week, um, but we'll see what happens with that. I think everybody's just wanting to see what happens with this whole playoff game, and you know, Wales lie in wait um, between the game between Scotland and Ukraine, but there's a lot more pressing issues to deal with on that front. Brian, about um, know, everything Lawrence has said there, arguably, probably, people would say that the next three games could dictate the end of a season for or Celtic at this point in time. How difficult do you think it is for Ange to just keep everything in the, the doing Because, you know, we're getting excited. I think it's only normal for us to get excited, especially after last year, especially after the two hellish years of the COVID. Um, but it's all about a laser focus and a concentration in that decision room just now. He is a man, I think, that can do that with that squad of players. Just to make sure they're not getting too ahead of themselves at this point.
4: Absolutely. I think one of the things that Angie spoke about is the resilience in the squad. You know, whenever it's been a challenge, they've sort of met it head on and they've not looked for excuses. And if you look at it now, I think that the you know I think most people would agree with Lawrence that we're we the expectations this season, certainly are. They are not expect us to be to be in this position. So I think like, you know, looking at it, they are going to be in a place where Long, everything they've done so far in this season they've done it their way and they put them in this position it doesn't need to change anything it just to keep it going and reinforcing that and although Ange might say publicly like most managers like one game at a time one game at a time I think it is the players are no; they're not stupid I remember one of the most refreshing things Ange said was when they spoke at the League Cup final and I think somebody asked him well, Ange, is this just like any other game and he said well no it's a Cup final I can't hide the fact it's a Cup final I can't pretend to the players it's not a cup final. It's about how we manage that. So I think everyone understands the importance of the next couple of games. Um, and of course, the season defining. Um, but if you look at both his fans and players, what everyone's been through last year and the summer, the uncertainty, even how the season started, there's a resilience built up there. And I don't think he's going to shift focus. I don't think the players will shift focus. And I, I fully expect whatever happens will be um, positive. And again, we have to always remember no matter what happens, we're still exceeding like, expectations and the future is incredibly bright. And you consider, you know, just for context, what Ange walked into and how long he's been in the job and look at the football we're playing, look at the position we're in, look at the enthusiasm. It's absolutely brilliant. So so exciting, I
3: think, yeah, season defining, but to imagine this through. Yeah, no, he totally is. Um he is our leader and he's done a phenomenal job at the football club. There's a long way to go. I think, as you say, Brian, the future is very bright under Ange Postacoglu. He has completely transformed and galvanised Celtic as a football club. He's galvanised as a support. Everybody at their ante is behind him. And I think a, a victory at Ibrox on Sunday would only uh, add to that You know, loving affair that we've got with the for just now. But it is very bright, but it's one game at a time. He will have that squad fully prepared I think for Sunday, there is a laser focus to win this game on Sunday um, but there's a lot of football we'll be played he will say it's one game at a time and that's how it will be um, hope everybody enjoys the game on Sunday, I really do hope everybody enjoys the game on Sunday, hopefully we're all back here next week with smiles on our faces um, thank you to everyone for watching Scotland under 21s are 2-1 up Japan, got a wee cheeky door there as well, just to keep you updated on those internationals. Um, to the u- two usual guys, Lawrence, Pasek, thank you for joining me, and to our special guest Brian for joining us on this Tuesday Axon Bulletin. <laughs>